the legend, as many would say, Joshua Johnson, the man behind the camera. What's, What's good, up? dog? That's me. So um, I don't know if we've ever like really formally introduced you or, you know, what exactly um, that will look like. But, you know, for people listening and watching, Josh um, and I are basically partners on this thing now. Um, we got a f- we got some stuff in the works to say yeah, the least. Do. Um, yeah, we do. But yeah, man, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, it was definitely a, a component that I was missing. You know, um, you got to have the man behind the camera. Yeah. And you've been doing photography for a while, so. Yeah, I've been doing it for a few years now. A um, couple of years, I just got it. Oh, I got a camera like a year ago but i've always been into photography mm. especially with like um like doing it on my phone like i started on my phone mm. so taking little pictures of like like leaves i think it started with pictures of leaves and then just <laughs> growing from there <laughs> dude yeah and your stuff has gotten a lot better even since i've known you um but it's just cool being able to like dedicate to something hey can you like uh, move that screen i don't want to see that oh yeah <laughs> it's all good um <laughs> Uh, it's just like spinning in a circle. I'm like, oh my <laughs> goodness. It's just distracting you. Um, you know, it's just really cool being able to, in a time like this, leverage the extra time that we have to do something great. And we don't only want this to just be a podcast, but we want it to grow into, you know, a movement of people who really want to embrace creativity and content creation and innovation in order to enrich the kingdom and do innovative things uh to be a force for good in the world yeah that's true yeah i mean people need creators like literally if you creators are awesome because they just we need art in this world and we need like people to be creators and step up to that need for people to see art and to see the beauty um that god has like made around us and make Mm -hmm. it like cool i guess you know dude and yeah people don't even know that you helped me basically repurpose this studio or kind of refine it into a way that works better and is more effective and efficient because that's something you're really good at is taking this jumbled up vision that i have or like you know it's effective but almost just refining that process and making it more effective Yeah, no, I mean, you're really good at um, having, like, this greater, grander vision of things, like, like, this huge, big, huge picture of things, and, uh, and I'm glad I, I'm glad you, like, like, everything happened the way it did, and, like, God ordained everything how it did, like, we've been talking about, and, like, I I like to get into your little jumble, it's like a a bowl of noodles, kind Mm. of, like, a little jumbled up bowl of noodles, and then you're like, oh, I wouldn't go that far. Hey, Josh, can you, can you come help me sort these noodles out? And I'm like, of course I can. And then we come in there and make it awesome. Well, and something like this takes dedication, you know. We've been at this for like the past week, just really trying to grind out these live streams and, you know, just embrace this time period. I think what we were talking about earlier is, are we going to let God do what he wants to do with our lives? Like, are we just going to finally say, okay, God, like I give up messing like i i give up messing you up like i give up getting in the way of myself yeah 
No, that's true. Yeah, we. I feel like sometimes we, uh, like God is trying to walk, and then we're just we like trip him with our own kind of things that we're trying to do. Mm. Like he's just trying to he's trying to lead us forward, and then we're just kicking his ankle, mm. like trying to just kick his ankle and say, "Oh wait, but pay attention. Like I want to go this way. I want to go get this candy." Mm. And, well, like, and it's like when we're walking in a very pivotal time period, a very important time period for growth. And we want to run. Yeah. God, but God is getting us to walk. And it's like if we're next to, if we're running on this trail, right, and we're jogging, and we decide on the cliff edge is the perfect time to go full-on sprint, (laughs) there's a possibility we fall off. And it's, it's maybe God stops us sometimes and, like, kind of, you know, in a nice sense, like slaps us back into place because he ultimately doesn't want us to fall off. He yeah. he knows that, you know, if we've given our lives to him, he's going to keep on working on our hearts. He's going to keep on refining who we are. He's going to keep on guiding us to our purposes that he set out beforehand that we, we may walk in them. And I think he sometimes he won't, let us fall <laughs> yeah you know he'll tr- he'll he'll make us fall onto ground in order so we don't fall off the cliff edge yeah does that make sense yeah no we're just no, kind of <laughs> no yeah no i mean that doesn't make sense if you think about it like every movie you've ever seen with training like like the instructor at one point or another like uh think of like karate kid at one point or another the instructor has to throw the kid on the ground mm. or the kid will will just destroy himself you know, and I feel like yeah. God does that with us is like, like we're running for the cliff edge, but God's like, sometimes he has to just kind of yank our arm yeah. and then we fall into the dirt and we're like, God, why did this hurt so badly? Why would you let, why would you yeah. do that? And he's like, no, I actually just saved your life. Like, right. <laughs> and I think God does that all the time. Like sometimes when we have a little kids, you just got to beat them up to toughen them up, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a little, I mean, it's like a. I don't know, like, I have siblings and stuff, yeah. and, and, you know, you want the best for your siblings, but there's always, like, that bigger brother kind of thing going. Like, you want to protect yeah. them, but sometimes you protect them by, like, uh, mm. by, by, by preparing. Like, yeah, by preparing them, you know, because mm. you, you, you don't want them to just ex- expect the world to be rose. I'm the oldest, so you don't want your siblings to expect that the world's um, all roses and rainbows, mm. and, and you can walk around and do whatever you want and be fine. It's like... No, it, sometimes life slaps you back when you're yeah. trying to slap it. There's definitely a balance, though, man. I think too many times, you know, especially with fathers, they, <laughs> they're they like, if I don't toughen this kid up, you know, right now, they're they're just ne- they're going to be a failure. They're never going to, you know, make it. And I'm just like, honestly, the, the most important thing to do in a family is to lead with the Holy Spirit because— yeah. By our own natural abilities as, like, parents, you know, one day we'll be parents if the Lord wills it, right? We are going to leave gaps in our kid's life. Like, our parents tried, and they left gaps in our heart, you know? And there's going to be gaps we have left in the natural. But if we are united with Christ and we say, hey, I'm going to be the spiritual leader of my household like God has appointed me to be. I'm going to do a spiritual covering over my family. 
then Jesus fills those gaps that you could not fill in the natural. Yeah. In the natural, we fail. But when we rely on God, he does the fathering we were never able to do. Yeah, that's true. Have you, um, have you ever read the story about the fragile clay pots? Mm-mm. So so in the Bible, I, I think it's in one of the Gospels, they talk about, or Jesus talks about one of the, the frag, what a fragile clay pot is. Huh. And and it's like this fragile pot has cracks all in the all in the pot and it can be easily crushed but there's a light in the pot shining out and that light is is like seem it's like look you can see it through the cracks and that pot can't be crushed mm. because the light inside and that's like when the holy spirit comes in us we become this this light inside invincible. of us yeah so we have these cracks <laughs> we have these cracks yeah. cuz we're broken people but the light inside of us doesn't let the world mm. crush us. Yeah, I had this thought one time that was like, you know how the prayers of the saints are like the burning of incense? Mm. I was thinking when we pray, it's like the burning of incense within us just seeping into all of the cracks in us Ooh. and filling those and slowly healing them. The more we pray, we're actually changing and shifting from the inside out. And I, I think that's so true. Oh you know, yeah. The more 100%. we spend with God, the more time we spend with God. Yeah. The more time we spend with God. Yeah. Like the more perfect we become. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you it, know? It's it's crazy to even say that statement that like to spend more time with God. Yeah. Like like God as in the one who created the universe. Everything. Everything created time, created every single star we see the whole entire beauty of creation, mm. that God we get to sit with and talk to and have fun with and hang out with, and that's incredible. Yeah, and I think one thing to note is, like, we want it off the bat. We're like, I need to know how to communicate with you right now, and if I don't know it right now, then you must not be real. And it's like, do you really think... It's like the sensei, you know, and like the 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 trainee or the, you know, Padawan like in Star Wars. It's like there's a process to learning how to communicate with God. Yeah. It's a process. It's the creator of the universe, God. Yeah. You think it's going to be like super simple to learn how to communicate with the all-knowing? It's like it's like, you know, when it, like someone that isn't that educated it's trying to talk to a scientist yeah. it's just like not very good and, and god's you know really good at meeting us where we are yeah but he's not going to overwhelm you with revelation right off the bat oh yeah no. when you're not prepared for it or you can't receive it because he is an all-knowing all-good father and he knows how to give good gifts yeah and so he knows the timing of the gift, and we always want it before. You know, we want to open our Christmas presents the night before. Oh yeah, and then, <laughs> then, and then we're in the they're in the um, by the Christmas tree, shaking the box, trying to trying to peel <laughs> trying the to paper figure. just a little <sighs> bit, just so we can see what's inside, maybe. And I feel like we do that with God too. Is like, I just want to. I did this big on my my walk with God when I first started, mm. was I was just trying to sprint. I was trying to get all of God all at once, everything going dropping out of school to, to go be a missionary uh-huh. when I wasn't even ready to, to like lead a relationship or anything. Like how yeah. could I even think to like go run a church or something? Yeah. And, and God slowed me down a lot, but it's just that, that pacing that, okay, God is going to deal with me 
in the timing that he has prepared because he knows my heart and he knows my mind and how I can receive it. He did the same thing with the, with the apostles when Jesus took Peter and John, I think it was James maybe, Peter, John, and James, up to the, the mountain, top of the mountain to see Moses and the glory of God and, and him come down. Yeah. You know, he did that in a specific time. Mm. Jesus could have done and accessed that probably at any time during his walk. Mm. But he, he went and showed them at that point, at that time, because they needed to prepare for the crucifixion that was mm. coming. Walk, not run. I love how there's all these parallels with how things are set up in the natural that reflect God's nature in the supernatural. And so you see when you're running a marathon, you don't sprint at first. You're keeping a steady pace. And that's what I could say to everybody listening to myself and speaking to my heart right now is keep a steady pace. Hey, stay yeah. consistent with yeah. what you do. Don't add in too much stuff too fast. Don't go to every single Bible study there is on the planet. Don't yeah. watch no. every single sermon there is. You know, keep a steady pace because at the end of the marathon, when you see the 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 line approaching, the finish line approaching, that's when you hit the turbo boosters. That's when you turn on the nitrous. Yeah. And you, you know, because it's, think about it. Paul Walker, Fast and Furious 1, hit the nitrous too early. Ooh. And then Vin Diesel was like, the scrub. Uh, too early. And then hit his yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And, uh, or, or maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. He won. He beat him. Yeah. And he ruined his car. He did ruin So, like, if we hit the nitrous too early and we try to push our car to the limit, not only are we going to lose the race, but our car will be destroyed while we're at it. Yeah. I don't really know what that means, but it, it seems to be. It you could take like, it. Yeah. You could take it how it is. However yeah. you want to take it. It's like a parable, yeah. kind of. You just you take your own revelation from it, from yeah. from the thing. <laughs> no, that's so funny. Um, it's funny that God uses, like. And like he uses those comparisons in the natural. There's so many. I think my roommate Matt, he um He created the natural. Yeah, he <laughs> created he created everything, right. like every single thing. Um and my roommate Matt one time was talking about what he did in his time with Jesus in the morning. And he said that God told him to look up what a shepherd does, like mm. a sheep farmer or like a sheep rancher. And he looked it up and there were so many like parallel things from from how God speaks in in the Bible to how a shepherd watches his sheep, and you see that comparison all through the scriptures. Yeah, but still today you leaves see the ninety nine. Yeah, he leaves the ninety nine for the one. Also, I saw this thing about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Do you know mm. how they were found? No. Okay, so I found this article. Well, I, I, you, so you could fact check. I could fact check me if I wanted, but yeah. um, I saw this article that said that the Dead Sea Scrolls were found by a shepherd. In, fra- in broken clay pots in a cave. Interesting. And I, and I was like, that's crazy because if a, sh- a shepherd found it, and a shepherd found it looking for a lost sheep, <laughs> and he oh. found it in fragile clay pots, all the Dead Sea Scrolls. And that's insane. Yeah, I was like, that's so <laughs> incredible. You know what's funny is like what I always think of or thought of <laughs> is national treasure. Whenever he oh. finds the the in the beginning of the movie, they're like going on the snowmobile things. Oh yeah, and they find the ship in the middle of the frozen ocean, 
and they go in there and they find the little pipe thing and then it blows up at the end. Yeah. When I hear Dead Sea Scrolls, I'm like, they must have found it in a frozen ship in the <laughs> ocean. <That's, laughs> in a frozen lake somewhere. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Dude, that's a... Uh, no, that's that's wild. If that's true, I hope it's true. I, I mean, we could look it up and probably find out. Um, but if that's true, that's pretty amazing. Because it's like God, you know, it's, it, it, the Bible talks about a significant amount of times how like man is without excuse because all of life, all of creation, kind of preaches the gospel. It kind of points you towards God and towards you know the the Jesus or the God of Israel. And it's so funny how God leaves little clues everywhere. Yeah. It's like he's signing his painting. He's signing his mm-hmm. work. Yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. Because you see these fractals in nature. When you go down to the smallest atom, it's very similar to the expanse of the universe. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's um I heard a I heard a comparison or me and me and Matt Matt and I we talk about um things like like we'll sit we live. We are in the same room, so we're roommates, and we sit in the same room, and we'll sit there. I forgot to switch the camera. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. Oh, hello. And uh, how did you see that? I can see it. Oh, you can. I can see it. Oh, crazy. that's why I usually sit in the other chair, oh, so okay. I don't have to see it <laughs> all <jump>. the time. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt and I, we talk about just random things as as we're about to go to sleep or something, and we were talking about. The same God who created like all of the universe, like what was he doing before he spoke for the first time? And and we were thinking about it and we were like, mm. I bet he was spending millions and millions of years creating each individual person. I've heard that. Yeah. I think you told me that. Yeah. Um, He's like, What what did God do? Sorry for interrupting. What did good. God do prior to creation? Well, yeah. he was probably designing creation. Yeah. Before he spoke it into being, he went in and sculpted with a fine brush. He was doing it. Everything that exists and the way that it exists, how it interacts. Because when you think about life as a piece of art, nature and creation as a piece of art, you start to realize that it's alive, right? Yeah. yeah. Like when we make art, it's never alive. When we create things, it's never alive. Yeah. So that means it's a dynamic, shifting thing with multiple elements that have to be in place mm-hmm. in the exact way they are yeah. for it to exist in the way it is. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. there has to be oxygen for there to be life, there has to be water for plants to grow. You know, it's like yeah. there's details about life that are just so overwhelmingly like everything had to be perfect. Like when you hear Ravi Zacharias talk, he's a Christian apologist. I would recommend everybody listening or watching, go look up Ravi Zacharias on YouTube. Just go dive into who that guy is. I, I would even start, this is the exact one I would start. I would go to the Passion Conference 2020 and I would look up Ravi Zacharias's um, uh, message he gave there, and he refers to this scientist, um, this physicist, uh, one of the top physicists of the last decade. Mm. And this physicist, he's quoting him. He says, "The exactitude needed 
the exactitude required for the Big Bang. Not just not people, not humans, not the ex- exactitude of all creation, but just the Big Bang specifically. The exactitude required for that to happen is like shooting a target a hundred billion light years away and hitting it dead on. <laughs> That's crazy. I was talking to someone about this today, and it's like if a printing press shop building factory whatever we want to call it has just a bunch of paper they haven't printed anything yet and it explodes we would never expect the dictionary to come out yeah (laughs) you know it's like oh it just blows up and then you get this perfectly intelligible dictionary yeah just that (laughs) that um analogy that you bid right there had me so confused at first because i was like where is he going to go with this <laughs> when you said it's going to blow up? And then you said, and then a dictionary pops out. And I was like, dang, <laughs> that's exactly like how much we don't understand. Like the creation of the universe is God is like, if, if God made the big bang, I, I don't really know um, about like the Genesis. Or I know about the yeah. Genesis story, but the exact, I don't have an opinion on it. But if God did make the big bang, like that crazy encounter, like, brought out this life you know like this Mm. whole world yeah which would be so weird because it's almost it it seems more ignorant to me (laughs) or more just not intellectually sound for that to be random than for it to be purposeful it seems less likely for it to be random yeah and you know when the big bang theory first arrived (laughs) that scientists rejected it because they said it sounded too much like genesis really yeah originally when it came out because if you think about it there was nothing and then boom everything exactly god spoke there will be light yeah (laughs) i mean yeah i I like i like don't and that's like the most you know beloved theory of the atheistic person and it's mainly because it's just associated with an idea that we can really prove that God didn't create all of this. And it's like, it's a miracle that we're able to talk right now. We are, if, if, you know, the theories of Darwin's theory of evolution, which has been vastly disproven, like people, I don't think people know that, that Darwin didn't know about what genetic code was. He didn't, when he, this is a theory, right? We take these theories and we're like, okay, that's for fact. Yeah, it's not fact. Because because they're taught in school now too. Because it's, yeah, it's not fact. And, but not, not just to like say, disprove that, but like if we are animals, think about it. We're animals that can talk. Like, what if a dog <laughs> just started talking? The only reason that would be weird to us is because dogs don't talk. Yeah. But somehow we have these super crazy, I don't even want to refer it as a computer, but we have brains that can digest intel- like intelligible. Like, yeah. we know who we are. I think I'm not even describing this well, but that's a miracle. Like, yeah. W- like I don't that's f- random that just develops yeah. feelings and emotions and you know love like yeah. connection but this non-physical connection between people that's just an explosion yeah 
it's I just, mean, it just it just kind of seems funny to me. It, does it seem just seems funny. funny. And I think you know what the distinction to know though is that the only reason we are capable of having this perspective is because we possess the Holy Spirit, which is the interpreter of all spiritual things. Yeah. And so since we have the Holy Spirit, he interprets the spiritual nature of life around us, yeah. which reveals the truth. Yeah, that's so true. Like the Holy Spirit is honestly such a cool cool thing because you know the Spirit was hovering over the Have you heard that new uh Yeah. Um I got to switch it again. Have you heard the new <laughs> Upper Room album um, that they came out with? All you have to do is press one button. But I, but I, you know, we get into the <laughs> talking. I know. So we get into the talking, and then I forget. But just have you know when you start talking, you press the button. All right, never mind. I'm <laughs> just sorry. Yes, the new Upper Room album is yeah. amazing. I like the Into the Battle song. You made me lose my whole train of thought. When you did. But um, <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking the we're the, in training right now. The first song, where it's like uh. Into I think it's talking about the spirit hovering over the waters. Mm. Um, I was thinking about I was like, dang, the Holy Spirit was really hovering over the or the spirit of God was hovering over the waters mm. of earth, and then God spoke, and then there became a distinction between the two. And I was like, that's really cool. Mm. And God, sorry, no, I was thinking, and God, like, He's just so good that that everything that we've had planned, every plans that we we can think of right now. God has thought about it before, like what we're going to do. And he knows what we're going to do. Isn't that crazy? Like even our thoughts were created by God. Yeah. Or at least the ability to have thoughts. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know another. I, 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 I just, I feel as if in some ways <clears throat> God probably, you know, it's, <laughs> we're trying to dissect the brain or the, the, I, the thoughts of God, which is impossible. He says, my ways are above your ways. Yeah, my thoughts no are above your thoughts. So there's really no way we can determine it. But I would like to say that we probably don't know how much God is able to exclude himself from always knowing what's going to happen before yeah. it happens. Like, how do we say, I don't, I don't know for sure because they, you know, they say the sovereignty of God, he's a sovereign King, but, um, I don't think he's predetermined everything in the way that we believe it. Like if you want to break down free will and predestination, I mean, all over the Bible, it's a combination of both, right? It's, we have the choice to stay, come into God's will for our life, but we have the choice to not do it. Yeah. And what we do know is if we step into the will of God, then that is where joy lies. Yeah. I think, um, I, yeah, I was, I was actually talking to God about this and about free choice and stuff. And the way I think like God, I don't believe that God controls our decisions or predetermined every decision I like we've ever made. Mm -hmm. But I think he made when he made us specifically each individual person, he made us with certain attributes, yeah. certain traits, certain characteristics. And we got to think God is a, a divine planner of, mm -hmm. of sorts. So he sees all these different things in motion 
at the same time. And I think that he sees those things, our cho- everyone's choices in motion at the same time because mm. he's an omnipresent God. Right. And he knows how these choices are going to collide sooner or later. Yeah, like we were talking about earlier, we could have never purposely coordinated to get to this point right now, both of us here sitting in this room specifically from where we started. Yeah. Like we could not have made all the right decisions to end up here. And I really feel like this is a time period and a place where God has led us to and that we're sitting and it just feels right. You know, like I pray to God, you know, we didn't even pray before this. We will. in just a second, but like it just, I know we're in the will of God right now. It just, it's just, it feels right. You know? Yeah. It feels different, <laughs> but there's, like, there's ne- we never have been able to do that on our own. Like how we're, we're picking. It's like, what's behind door two. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, that's what we're doing when we make decisions. Yeah. You know, without God, we're just like, right, I'll try this one. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll try it. Maybe we'll fail, but it's just whatever we try yeah. to do. It's, it doesn't matter. Well, you and, know? S- and sometimes we have to try yeah. things to learn. Like yeah. sometimes we have to say, oh, I'm going to do this on my own. And then we realize what opening random doors does. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, and that's necessary for us to, I mean, if God just like sat by our side, the, he sits by our side the entire time. But yeah, if he just said, oh, don't open that door. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's not, I don't think it's necessarily free choice. I think that's like, we get the free choice, but he doesn't, if he, we never do anything wrong, we'll never learn. You yeah. know, it's, it's the analogy of riding a bike. Yeah. If you're a good dad, you don't always hold on to the bike. Yeah. Because if you do, they're gonna grow up and they're not gonna be able to ride a bike. Yeah, they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna be like, my dad's not holding the bike, I, yeah. therefore I can't ride it. Yeah, and then they'll fall and get hurt worse. But you know, if you let go of the bike, you might fall. Yeah. But you're gonna learn from that failure. So when I when I was learning how to ride a bike, this is a completely <laughs> off topic. When I was trying, when I learned how to ride a bike. I was going, I was like, I learned how to ride a bike really young, like four or something and, Mm. um, four or five, something like that. And I was riding it and my, my grandpa let go of the bike and I turn around to look at him and I, um, and I, when I turned around, when when I turned around, I just turn around to look back at what's behind you fall. I didn't see so you didn't finish. I didn't <laughs> fall. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, it's not that I did fall later, but I turned around to look back and then I just ran smooth into a truck. <laughs> and well, that's worse. <laughs> and, I, and then like, I, I didn't fall. I ran into a truck <laughs> and then I fell. <laughs> and it was, and then from that day forward, I never looked backwards on my bike, mm. but it's the same way as like, like you're saying, yeah. when we look back, we run into a truck sometimes. <laughs> well, I think it's like healthy to walk with God through your past in order to process the things that you've been through and learn from them. But when we're constantly looking back, it's impossible to look ahead yeah. or to be present of our surroundings now. And then we fall into this loop of being in this constant state of previous nostalgia. Yeah. And we never grow because we're stuck in what was. Yeah. And the opposite thing happens and we're always looking forward and thinking about what could be. 
Yeah. We get stuck in what could be and we never understand that like there's value in soaking in God now. There's value in be still and yeah, know that be, I am God. Right, being still, yeah. still like not looking back, not looking forward, but being here right now and I think life is a balance of all those it's a balance yeah. of looking back processing it's a balance of looking forward and seeking what god's will is for our life but it's also about experiencing the present jesus it's the past jesus that died on the cross it's the present jesus that we exist with right now that guides our hearts and satisfies our desires but it's the future jesus that will save us yeah can't wait to see that dude <laughs> it's gonna be incredible dude, I, and i know everybody's saying this right now everybody's on youtube's everybody's saying oh it's the end of the world like jesus is coming back soon i've seen like five different videos of people saying i got i had a dream jesus is coming back soon like i've seen like five different videos i don't know if that's coordinated i don't know if people are just doing that because it's this spirit in the air and all this stuff but um i know it's coming and i i just <laughs> It's not that I think he's coming back tomorrow. He could. You know, we don't really know. That'd be cool. Um, but we do know that every, you know, every nation has to be reached first. Yeah. So to say he's coming back tomorrow is unlikely. He can do whatever he wants, I guess. It says not even the... Son knows. No, the f- father. Well, no, the father knows, but... Jesus, oh, the son doesn't Yeah, the know. son yeah. doesn't know, because like, Jesus is like, I don't know when he's coming back. So God is just going to say, hey, Jesus, it's time. I'm sending you. Yeah. That's crazy. And and so we don't know the exact time, but it, it tells us clearly what signs to look for. And with the progression of technology, and I showed you that curve the other day, this chart, it's just everything you look at is this exponential curve. And I think too much... Too many times we look at life through this linear perspective. Yeah. Like this things, events will happen in a linear manner, but we forget what's happened in the last ten years. Yeah. It's way faster than what happened the previous ten years. Yeah. That's way true. Way faster. Things are things are progressing at a, a higher rate of speed. Mm. Um which I mean like we live in one of the most difficult times in, in history to live in right now. Dude all times are dis- difficult. We yeah. live in a fallen world. They're not going to be easy until Jesus returns. They're not going to be full of joy until Jesus returns. And that's yeah. what you have to realize. But continue with what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I was <laughs> no, saying. No, it's okay. You're saying that we, like, right now we live in a difficult time. Like, but there's, it's, it's an ebb and flow, right? There's. Well, every time, every time was a, like every, we live in a broken world. So every time was hard mm. um, in different ways, in different ways. But right now we live like you like we live in a completely hyper connected world. Mm. That means globalization is on a, is huge right now. So we see everything going around in the whole world right now. So we know everything that's going wrong because of social because of social media, because of. Um, yeah, I don't think it's only because we know what's everything's going wrong i think more things are happening yeah like i seriously do and like when you think of birth pains and you think i know i've talked about this before so if i'm repeating myself sorry when you think of childbirth and when you get closer to the time of the birth the contractions become more severe and more frequent yeah and i think the the difference is 
is more people, more human beings right now. And this is about to get serious. You know, we 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 said this is going to be a fun episode, and it has been. It is fun, and I think it can continue to be fun. But the thing is, we're in a time period right now where we need to be real. Yeah, we need to be real with ourselves. We need to understand that there's some wacky stuff going on, yeah. and we need to be praying against it. We need to be like we need to be the church stepping up as the warriors we are to stop some of these injustices. Yeah. You know, to join with Jesus and Jesus. I'll, I'll, Obviously, ultimately, Jesus is the one that's going to restore everything and 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 do the ultimate justice, right? For yeah. for all of creation and all of people. Um, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't help the widow down the street. That doesn't mean we shouldn't yeah. feed the hungry, right? Right now, we shouldn't be the prerequisite of God. We shouldn't be the light of God now. Yeah. But more people are being murdered right now than ever before in history. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands every day. Yeah. We're like right around 100,000 every day. It's crazy. It's crazy the world, the The most world. innocent. Yeah. The most innocent. People have done nothing. Human beings that have never sinned are being murdered at a higher rate than ever before in history. Yeah. It's just hidden, man. It's like, we're like, oh, but back in the day, it was more violent. Yeah. They were beating up each other, right? They were, you know, but now it's just, it's behind the scenes. It's gotten more hidden, but yeah. it's more exacerbated than ever. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I feel like you're getting into the, I feel, are you getting into the topic of like abortion? And, yeah, and for sure. Like that? Okay. Yeah. I figured that. I was like, <laughs> I was like tracking and I was like, never sinned i was like well i feel like anyone everyone sinned but babies that are unborn <laughs> so i was like okay i know what he's talking about I had, to, I had to trace it yeah but yeah and we don't have to spend too much time on the subject but i just think understanding that reality is like okay things might be increasing here things might be the contractions may be getting more severe like we might be moving towards end times you know yeah like can we talk about it without being trivial? Yeah. Can we, you know, can we talk about that? Jesus might be close. Yeah. And what we were talking about before, if Jesus is close, like how do we want our, the rest of our lives to look at, yeah. look like, mm -hmm. are we living from a perspective that's eternal, yeah. right? Are we living from a perspective of storing up our treasures mm. in heaven, in heavenly places, in righteous places? Like, are we preparing ourselves for that first Corinthians judgment seat? Yeah. And, and the people are like, this is confusing because I thought this for a long time until I learned about this recently. Is what I think it's first Corinthians. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm not positive. Yeah. But Paul is talking about the judgment seat on the day of the Lord. Yeah. And he's talking about he's making a reference to the Greek Olympics. So people think, oh, judgment. Mm, that's bad. Yeah, this is a good thing. We have been saved and covered by the blood of Jesus. So as long as we abide in who God is and we join into His team, yeah, then we will sit on that judgment seat, which mm. He's referring to the Greek Olympics, which means it's a positive thing. Yeah, we're going to be judged for how we stewarded our gifts, how we used our life. Yeah, in this age, and that will determine positionally or something like that. We don't really know exactly what it means. 
but it will determine something very significant forever. Yeah. Time, unlimited time, time of, yeah. you know. That makes me think of um, Isaiah, or Isaiah 6, yeah, where it mm. says, God's like, who shall I send? And he's like, well, send me, mm. send me, you know. And it makes me think that each person, we were talking about e- e- earlier, each person has a purpose on this earth. Like everyone has a purpose. And then when you say, stand up, like someone, go help the widow down the street. Yeah. Go help the orphan um, over there, you know. Uh, I feel like everyone has that purpose to help someone else. And that's our mm. our job is to love others. And I, I was praying to God um, the other day and I, I, I talked to him and I was like, you know how have you ever been like, God, should I go pray for that person? Yeah. God, should I go pray or God, should I do this? And God kind of told me, he said that you never have to ask me to right. be kind to someone. <laughs> yeah. Like you never have to ask me to encourage someone. It's just some, it's something yeah. you should do already. It's having the yeah. kingdom in you and, and you should, you know, ask him as you're going to pray for that person. What should, what word should yeah. I give them? How should I pray for them? But you never should. You never really have to pray and ask God. Mm. Should I be kind? Yeah. Should I love that widow or orphan? Because it's already been said in the Word of God mm. that we've been given, is is go help widows and orphans. Right. Be kind. Love others. <laughs> He's already others. told us. Yeah. It's like we don't have to ask God to to love people. We don't have to ask God to go help someone. Yeah. To give someone in need. That's yeah. already been said. Mm. So why would we ask Him when we should just do it? Dude, do you want to pray for us right now and just invite God into here? Yeah, I'll pray. Let's do it. Sweet. <sighs> yeah, God, thank you. Thank you that you are good. Thank you that you are holy and mighty and powerful. Thank you that your hand is in all things. Thank you that you're here right now. So, Holy Spirit, I ask that your presence will fall with power, that if there's any um, kind of forces or any spirit that's trying to, to come over us of, of darkness, God, we just command it out right now in Jesus' name. And we say, let your love and your grace and your truth fill up our words, fill up, fill us up. God, any words that that aren't your words, God, I just pray that they fall on deaf ears, that that our words not be heard, but that yours be exalted and yours be hired. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. I was just thinking (laughs) when you're like, this is a Josh Hawkins analogy. When your dad or whoever takes you to the ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Dad, 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 like, what should I get? He says, Get whatever you want. He wants you to make the choice. Yeah. And that's similar to, like, I think our lives is God wants an ebb and flow interaction with us. He wants a real relationship. Yeah. He doesn't want it to be robotic. It's like, left or right, God, right up or down <laughs> you know like yeah like that just seems m- not of god's nature he wants dynamic storytelling he's like the greatest storyteller of all oh, time yes. like he's in he's so crazy good it's it's weird because sometimes i feel like if you let religion sink in you think that you have to be distant like god is so holy he is holy mm. and he's he's inc- you see it all in the old testament god is so holy that if you walk in the room and you're unclean, you'll die. Yeah. And and we we I think we see that and we forget that Jesus died to restore that, so that yeah. the veil was actually torn, and that now the same God that was so holy, He's still holy, but now we can approach Him and have intimacy with Him because yeah. we are covered. And I think that's super cool, because I think a religious spirit will try to say 
that you have to be so reverent of God. Like you, we are reverent of God, but you have to be so reverent of God that you have to distance yourself from him. Mm. And that is not what he wanted. That, why, that wasn't why he sent his son to die for us. Mm. It, it was like he did that so that we could be so close and intimate with him that we could come up to him and say, like, Abba, Father, thank you, Dad. Mm. And, and, we, and, and like, we can call him our father because we are now children of God. Mm. which is cool to me yeah yeah i think uh we <laughs> just going off of that um i was asking josh one time i was like and let me be honest josh is a baller bro he just dedicated his life to yeah. serving college students yeah like I could go on and on, but someday he'll be on this podcast and y'all will understand. <laughs> but I asked him one time, I'm like, do you think people truly understand <laughs> the significance of the ability to have the presence of God in the temple of God wherever we are? Like, we take it for granted. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. you read the Old Testament that digest what that was like. <laughs> yeah, it was so much harder. It was like we you you had to do all of these things to be clean enough to to get into God's presence. Only some could do it like only the high priest could do it. it and you could go into the holies of holies one time of year and and actually get to commune with God there with the spirit of God. And you had to kill a bunch of rams and bulls and, and you had to eat on certain things and you couldn't eat on a certain day. And, and you had to do all of these things just to be close with God. And, and I think people get the misconception that that's what God wanted mm. to happen. Like God was like, I'm going to put them through all these loopholes they have to go through <laughs> to get close to me. But in reality, he's just so holy that they had to. Yeah. And and he was still just reaching for them, like, let me be close to you. Let me be close to you. Let me be close to you. But the only way we could be close is if you do these things, because if not, then you'll die. <laughs> because he's just so I much holier die. than we can imagine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus is cool. He is cool. Really cool. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Yeah, so uh, on the audio... You can go back and listen to Josh's testimony. He's on there. So if you're not subscribed to the audio, perfect time to go do it. If you want to hear Josh's testimony yeah. on there. It's the atheist um, becomes Christian. One. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's wild. A lot of people loved it. Um, I've heard so many people tell me that. Like, seriously, I told you that the other day. You didn't even know that. And I forget, <coughs> can't believe I didn't tell you that before. Um, but, yeah, a ton of people. I really loved that one. Yeah, specifically. It, that honestly amazed me. I was like, people actually like that. It's just such a heavy, heavy topic that yeah. I'm like, people actually wanted to hear that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like they they listened to that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about earlier. We're making these podcasts not for people that don't want to listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like. Yeah, there's going to be people that hop on and hop off. There's going to be people that get bored after 10 minutes. Yeah. We're not making it for them. Mm -mm. No, for one, it's about this experience right now. 
Yeah. Like, if we're not enjoying this, let's go jump off a cliff because no one else is yeah. <laughs> enjoying listening anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why did I say jump off a cliff? <laughs> it was <laughs> so dramatic. <laughs> I know. Um, but, yeah, like, what we love to do, and, like, because we're, we're looking at some analytics today, and, and we're seeing, like, you know, how people listen to, like, the full episode and we're like those are the people that are here to stay and those are the people that want to join into this movement and do something big and you know i want to slowly and slowly define the movement more and what we're doing and i think as the lord reveals it to us more and more it'll become more and more clear then we can communicate that more and more but it just starts with like throwing ideas out there and getting these conversations going and and just expressing the heart of god and because, like, our ultimate mission is to enrich the kingdom of God. Yeah. That's what we want to do. We want Amen. to be powerful forces for good. Yeah. For good. Like, I'm not talking about for God, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm, this is a serious thing we were talking about earlier. We, Josh and I actually did a prayer walk perimeter check <laughs> around Building my whole walls. house, you know, the whole studio area too. And, um, which I love what we did with the other room. That's fantastic. Oh yeah. We got to like basically start up office now. It's pretty, pretty dope. Um, but we just, we're talking and Josh was like, you know, we're trying to figure out what are the plans going forward? Because we want to be able to do this for the foreseeable future we want to be able to um, make the this our career and um we're like what what is <laughs> josh asked me what is the thing we need to focus on most and i go praying all the time yeah <laughs> and the reason i said that is because i just been coming more and more into the realization that we first need to fight from the spirit. Yeah. If we set the tone from the spirit, because the Bible says, do we believe the Bible? That's the question. Do mm. we believe the Bible? Yeah. La word of God. If we don't, anything we're saying is pointless anyway. So stop listening to this right now. Turn yeah. off the YouTube. X out the thing. I wonder if someone actually X. Like, Exit now. They're no. like, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. See ya. <laughs> um, if we believe what it says, that we are not fighting against flesh and blood in enemies, mm. but the rulers and principalities in heavenly places, in yeah. the unseen realm, this present age of darkness, if we believe the Bible, if we believe that God is trustworthy, then we know there is spiritual forces around us. We know that there is principalities and Elohim, spiritual beings interacting and pulling strings in our world we need to take that seriously yeah. we need to fight the spiritual fight we need to pray and command and use our authority given us given to us by the creator of the universe to cast these forces away to put them aside and that's <laughs> josh was like <laughs> josh was like yeah have you ever you know i've done this before like have you ever just like built a wall spiritually around it i was like no he's like you want to do it i'm like yeah <laughs> i just like just said yeah because i was thinking in my head this is what was going on in my head just so you know is i was like i could just say oh let's do it later 
but am I living out what I just said? Yeah. And I think the true test of faith is if our life shifts when we have revelation. Yeah. The true test Ooh. of repentance is when our life reflects what we have just ingested in our thoughts and what we God has revealed to us. If our life reflects it, that is the test of true belief. Yeah. And I, I was I, I said that and you were like, Yeah. I was like it's <laughs> like, okay, he's not down to do it, whatever. We'll just still do it anyways. I don't even care. And and then we did it. And I felt like I don't know, I was feeling a lot of anxiety. Really? Just about what we were talking about and stuff beforehand. And I think I was even just, in that room. Yeah, a little bit. Really? I think I was anxious the whole time, though, really, because I was like, uh, but Josh, is, Josh, Josh is anxious because we're starting a business together <laughs> and he hasn't done it before. And yeah. it's OK. It's but, OK to be. A but yeah, anxious. I was anxious about it. But then when we went to pray around the thing, I was just like okay, there was a spirit of anxiety in the house. Kind mm. of. Like there was a spirit of anxiety here. Cause I tend to like feel the spirit yeah. of what is in the room kind of, and I can bring that spirit in mm. and then it's here, but then it won't leave me alone. But it didn't affect me for some reason. Cause yeah. usually I can feel that, but I think I've just been living in this place of authority lately. I've been living in this centered place and just with this knowledge and knowing that these things can't touch me. Yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm like that all the time. Like I'm the, I'm usually that way. Like I'll, if you ever hear me pray, like I did it even here. I said, yeah. if there's any spirit, I command you to leave yeah, right now. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So when we went and prayed, I just felt a lot better about it. Mm. And I was like, yeah, we can do this. Like we can start this blog. We can do all yeah. of this stuff that we're trying to do. And, and God has ordained it and God has set a purpose for yeah. it. And it's our mission field. By the way, y'all get ready Joshua Johnson about to write some fire blogs on the website. They're going to be coming. And they're not just recreations of the podcast, but they are taking the topics that we talk about here and expanding upon them and giving his, like, true insight through written form. And he's a great writer. Um, <laughs> dude, so <laughs> we in the middle of the prayer walk, I just remember there's this testimony from this uh, old, this uh, former Satanist that's now a, a believer and a, and a preacher or pastor. <laughs> and he was a warlock and he would go and he would astral project which is this out of body experience he he said he would like he literally did witchcraft all of this stuff and he <laughs> this sounds crazy but it, he was the way he said it it was like so true and and we know these things are real and but like we've never really experienced that because we're in america but if you talked like if you go back all the way to the first po the first podcast with josh mccomb and it's uh Forget, I forget what it's called. It's something about spiritual warfare. Um, but or It's called Hidden Realms, I think. And he talks about how common witchcraft and these things are in Guatemala and other foreign countries. And it's just kind of hidden here. It's not really... And I think this guy was from Mexico, but he, he used to say he would like do this out-of-body experience where he'd go float above the streetlights. He'd be as high as the streetlights floating above these towns cursing the towns with his voice like cursing it and causing things to go bad there yeah and setting up these like spiritual traps for people to fall in basically yeah and just like cur like literally cursing it and he called these people this this is before he was a christian right so he didn't have christianese or the lingo he didn't know how to refer to it but because he grew up in like demonic household like his yeah. parents were witches and then they like brought him up into that and got him into it and he said he loved the power of it and stuff like that but he said there's these people called the ha he called them the hallelujahs 
the hallelujahs would walk around the streets and would pray yeah and be holding hands and united and it would literally chase him out of the town and he said he'd have to go mess with new uh, weaker weaker towns yeah or whatever and he's like dang dang hallelujahs yeah that but dude, but yeah. in the middle of us walking around the perimeter and doing this like prayer walk to like create a structure and a spiritual fortress around the studio and the house is i go to josh i'm like this is gonna be weird right now bro bro like we need to hold hands yeah. <laughs> i just started holding his hand and we just kept walking it was just like this physical representation of unity because the enemy wants us divided but when we're unified as a church body, we're powerful. Yeah. The, the dude you're talking about, his name's John Ramirez. Mm. And he's from New York, actually. Oh, he's from New York? Yeah, he lives. He lived in oh. New York, and he did it in New York. I watched a whole, like, hour documentary oh on gosh. him. Um, yeah, he's from New York. And he said that he got so high in the rankings of, of um, like, being a Satanist that he was one of the few, like, he was up in the rankings that he was able to um, command demons and stuff, too. Like he, he got up in the ranking so high that he could actually talk to Satan. And, um, then, and then his, his encounter is credible because he just like, like God just caught him up. And, and, you know, I find it so interesting. Like if like a true Satanist, like knows that Jesus is real Mm. and that he is so much more powerful, but, but Satan tries to use these lies that, that, no, he's not. No, he's not. But in reality, like demons literally shake in fear to the name of Jesus. You mm. see it in the Bible. Like you can like, I think I, I, my biggest thing is like scary movies with exorcisms. Mm. You know, I feel like those give demons so much more power than <coughs> they actually have. Yeah. Because in reality, you can say, uh, you could say, I command you out of here and it's gone. Right. Like be, if you're walking with God, have the Holy Spirit inside of you. All it takes is leave in Jesus name and they're gone. Yeah. And that's, that's probably how cool in, in John Ramirez, I know this whole thing was everywhere. I was just getting thoughts in my head you know, just tracing them. But John Ramirez, he said he was trying to curse a Christian one time. Mm. Like someone paid him to curse a Christian or curse their uncle and their uncle was a Christian. Mm. And he, he went to try and it was like a shield of armor around them. Like he just couldn't, Mm. he just couldn't curse them at all. He couldn't even come close to him to do it. So he had to go back to the person and say, I can't curse him. He's, he's a Christian. Like I can't curse him. It was cool. That's crazy. And that just got me thinking like demons know God is real. Yeah. Yet they choose, chose to be against him or be for themselves. Right. Yeah. They've chose to be their own gods for the time being we also know god's real yeah and we choose to be our own gods for the time being Mm. we know god's real everybody does yeah it's impossible not to yeah but we choose to ignore it yeah like we choose to ignore what our our nature is telling us kind of but i mean our human nature is inherently evil Like we are inherently in sin the moment we're born because we're born into sin. Yeah. The problem is we don't want to give up that pride. We don't want to give up that hold on. Oh, because there's there's implications that come with believing God's real. Yeah. (laughs) There's implications. Your life has to your life has to change. 
Yeah, like they say, I, I keep seeing, you see it everywhere that people people think that Christianity is just this, once you love Jesus, it's just this easy, super peaceful, awesome walk. Mm. But it's, it's sometimes it's a battle. Sometimes it hurts. It's painful. It's the, I saw something that said, being a Christian is actually the hardest thing you'll ever do mm. because you're rejecting your nature. You're rejecting like society. Yeah, you're rejecting <laughs> society around you. People are going to hate you. Jesus says that. Yeah. People are going to hate you. You're going to be different. You're going to be awkward, but we're supposed to be mm. because we want to see God's love carried out in his nature, spread to the people of the earth. Because we, in our own testimonies, we see times where we were completely broken and then God restored us. And we know that there's broken people around us that God can restore, but we just have to tell them about him. Mm. Yeah. Fire. 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 Yeah, that John Ramirez dude, man. That's crazy. a crazy testimony. I had never seen that guy before. Yeah. And I watched this. It just stirred my heart up like, I need to be praying more. Yeah. yeah honestly, <laughs> I need to be praying more, bro. Prayer walk. That's like everywhere, so bro. important. Everywhere. Just pray, pray everywhere. Yeah. Just, just soak the places around you. Like, I just noticed like people notice i'm different yeah <laughs> when i talk to them and walk like they're like i don't know what it is but i either really like this person or really don't like them yeah it's one or the other <laughs> yeah. it's like you either don't like me or you but, like but me. it's you know like kind of like dj was saying he's like instead of like trying to do this they're gonna notice you yeah like it's so weird it's the weirdest thing i don't know i think it's different for everybody but it's weird like I guess I I don't I don't know if it's the way I look the way I walk but it it seems spiritual in nature of like my presence is known when I walk in the place I don't know if it's God like just God's presence like yeah. it says you bring the kingdom where you go like the presence of God is with you like you affect the rooms you walk in like when you just look at someone they're like you yeah. know uh, how uh, Jason was saying yesterday Jason was like. Jason was like, when I first went into life group, I was like, everybody could see right through me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how it feels. It's, you know, it's like it's the same it, thing, but opposite. Kind yeah. Of. It's like a walking conviction. It's either people are like, oh, that's the love I've been missing. Yeah. Like there's something different about person. I like that. Or it's like, ah, yeah. I'm burning. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like you walk. I think that distinction of being able to, for people to see you like differently when you walk into a room it's basically we have a lamp above our head mm. everywhere we go we have this lamp and and people are drawn to that lamp because when you're in darkness you're drawn to light and out of darkness into heavenly light yeah <laughs> no we're, people are drawn to that light and and it's noticeable when a completely dark room and a light walks mm. into it you know like everyone's like oh Who's this guy? And I think that's like one, you have a very extroverted and super awesome personality. But another thing is you have that lamp just above your head. Yeah. And when you walk into a room, people are like, Whoa. Bro, the thing is though, is I don't think I'm as extroverted as everybody thinks. Like yeah. in actuality, I like I consider myself a hybrid, but I don't feel like I'm as extroverted as people think. Yeah. Like I actually have to be, yeah, bro, it's both. Like, people give me energy, and also, like, being by myself gives me energy. Yeah. 
It's so weird. It's like, but like you always say, oh, but you're so extroverted. Everybody's like, oh, well, Bailey's an extrovert. It's like, not really. Yeah. I prefer being in like this one-on-one or groups of three or four, like smaller groups, or even like a group of eight or nine bros that are playing poker, hanging out, doing Call of Duty tournament. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was really fun. Like the first day of uh, real quarantine, we're just like, yeah, let's uh, do a poker night. Cause it was Slightly still irresponsible. No, 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 because we're still under the limit. It was like... Oh, no, it was 10 then. Yeah, 10 or more, 10, but we yeah. had eight people. Yeah, it was and, 10 then. Yeah, and so I think that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, so... All right, brother man. Well, this is a good talk, bro. Yeah, um, is there anything else you kind of want to say? Um, we got the blogs coming soon. You're actually writing one right now. Are you writing it on Matt? I'm, wa- I'm writing on what you and Matt discussed. Okay. Talking about um, should Christians, what do Christians do with innovation? Mm. Like how should Christians respond to new that. innovations? Mm. Yeah. Cool. So that'll be coming out soon on createdcurious.com. Guys, if you want any supplements if you want stuff that'll improve your health these things are freaking legit i i i wish i could say they were like some just foo-foo stuff but they've changed my life like absolutely completely so if you want to just check them out there's a bunch of videos and podcasts from my uncle and my stepmom um that break down how these things work and how genetics is tied into all of this um but the one thing to know if you buy any type of nutrition or vitamins or anything like that from most stores it only has to have 33 percent of whatever it says on the bottle and if you uh because it's a food grade supplement and so pharmaceutical grades have to have a hundred percent of what it says on the bottle and so i mean i would just recommend going to createdcurious.com and just watching some of those videos and then you can make your own decision. But get educated on some of these new, um, like they're literally, this, uh, my, my stepmom and my uncle, their company is leading the industry in medicine and nutritional health and brain health. And so um, if you want to check it out, go to createdcurious.com. Also, that's where the blog posts will be on createdcurious.com. And we're going to be putting more stuff on there. So we want to create um more of a family more of a community here also uh if you want to you know communicate with us the most direct way we got our discord right there there's a link right on the top of the channel so if you go to the channel um you'll be able to click on the discord link and join join our discord Discord. when bailey's podcasting i also uh i talk on it while they're podcasting so you can it's like Mm. an opportunity where you can ask questions and i can say Oh, hey, Bailey, blah, 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 asks this question. Mm. So it's a great opportunity and a great place where you can actually communicate with us during podcasts and have general questions and stuff like that. Cool. Thank you guys for listening. And your boy, Joshua Johnson, will be cueing la music. Go. Now. No? Oh, wait. No, you think. Oh, no. I wasn't ready because it's usually... <laughs> There it is. There it is. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.